0: Yes, first. You don't like rice. Tell me, Michael, how could a billion Chinese people be wrong? (laughs) Come on. How those maggots? Maggots, Michael. You're eating maggots. How do they taste?
1: and thank you for listening to episode 199 of 60 Minutes with... (laughs) Oh, so close yet so far. I'm Dave, this is the Decade of Decadence show for October 2019 and of course joining me, indeed sat next to me once again, it is the man who still believes, it's
0: Tom.
2: 199, With God. Yeah.
1: Could
0: have have got
1: 200, could have been 200 Mm -hmm. if we just... We'd just, if we'd have just held back a little longer, but we couldn't. And I think we're right. going to explain in vivid detail why we could not hold back. We, we have to release. We do. There's a lot to release as well. So, <laughs> uh yeah. Sorry, listeners. Just prepare to clean your ears out afterwards, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Well, we you said you're here. You sat next to me once I again. Am? It's been three months. Three months since we last... Soon gone? Re- yeah, really has. Yeah. It's gone really quick. Uh recording this on a Saturday evening. Picked you up on the Thursday evening for yes, a change. Yes. And um, we just had a little jaunt around the area yesterday.
2: Yeah, yeah, just a bit of a bit of a lazy day. Went to Osworth Tree, had one of your uh, famous well famous to me <laughs> chili scotch eggs and yeah. chili sausage rolls all both very nice. Yeah, it was good. Uh yeah. Um yeah, we didn't really do a lot. We went to a, a pub for a pint. We did and Rowabon then... <laughs> Ruabin. R- Ruabin. I, I just
1: did. I was. Ruabin. You were just riffing with Welsh names. Ruabin. I know. I and it. Uh, yeah, we did a bit of film watching. Yes. We got two films in. Two 80s films, of course, because yeah. that's how we rock. Uh, the first one being uh, Demon Wind. We've all had it. We have. Uh, I may. Well, we both may have it. We've just <sighs> both eaten a spicy meal. So yeah, yeah, there could be some Demon Wind in this podcast. Who knows? And that was all right, actually. It was. It
2: was fine. It it's had an ending that never ended.
1: Yeah, it, it could have finished about a dozen times the way that it went. Yeah, it sort um, of
2: dragged it all down a bit. But yeah. you know, it was a cheap, low budget thing. But it was. It was okay. There was some good gore. Mm. But ultimately, like that ending, just dragged it down.
1: It did. Yeah. It it was one of those where something happens and you go, oh, it's that's okay. It's finished. And then something else happens and then yeah. something else and it's like and it did get to the point of is this ever going to end
2: yeah because it felt like about an hour and 20 hour and 30 minutes when it the, the ending started and then mm. you, so you're sort of like oh okay this is it okay this must be it, it and this has it to be it
1: yeah but it was, it was okay it was good in fact compared to the second film that we watched it was a fucking masterpiece yes because the second film that we watched <laughs> please don't watch it alright Bloodhuck no, um, we, yeah, we watched we, a trailer. The trailer was <clears throat> seemed all right. Yeah,
2: yeah, it probably looked cool. Like we'll be like, yeah, we're both sold on it.
0: Yeah,
1: again, yeah. once again, isn't it? Don't be like hooked in. No pun intended by the by the trailer.
2: And don't let the fact it's a trauma film, because <laughs> that is a prop that was like produced by Lloyd Kaufman. Blood yeah, yeah. So it's a proper, not just a distribut- distribution deal, like we'll talk about later. But yeah, no, that, like the more I. See trauma like more trauma films I see, I'm just like mm. they were way more missing hit.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, this was a, a huge but... miss. But it is to save you, I don't know, was it like 90 minutes yeah. of, of your life? It's and this is what hooked us in though, because it's about a, a fisherman. I'm getting all the hooked jokes in, yeah, but, but I've used the same one twice now, so I better be careful. You're baiting uh, the audience. Oh, 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 I'm just trying to reel them in, <laughs> and uh, it's about, yeah, this a fisherman. Uh, who wants exceedingly big hooks? And that's not, you know, a metaphor for anything else.
2: Well, sometimes um, they're not. Like,
1: yeah, sometimes they're tiny hook, and he just kills people by
2: hooking huk- them. them. And like even the biggest ones, just like it's not. It's just something you'd be like, obviously a bit of discomfort, you draw blood probably in your gum or wherever it's dug in. But you just pick it out. Yeah, and
1: that's. Uh, and and that's people uh, are screaming in agony because they have got a fish. Hook well, in like them. I would probably be like, oh, oh my god! Yeah. And then, like if it's in my gum, I'm just like oh, ah, yeah. ow, that really hurt. Then for
2: away. <laughs> not spin around uh, yeah on a pier
1: spin around so the the fishing line goes around your neck and then flop into oh it was awful it's just like it was it was really really bad so please never ever watch bloodhuck both of those
2: films on uh, amazon prime in the uk and like you like anyone will know like there's so much gold there's so many Hmm. bit old b movies in in on prime in the uk but um you just you take a punt, and sometimes it pays off. Yeah, and
1: sometimes it doesn't. And yeah, a lot of the times it doesn't. Yeah, um, for us lately, at least.
2: If you, I don't, know, I might have mentioned this before, but if you use Letterboxed, um, which I highly recommend, uh, there's a list someone in the UK has made of like best slash worst B B movie cult movies on Amazon Prime in the UK, and it constantly updates it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, with Letterbox, you can filter it to genre and so whatever you're in the mood for watching, it's on there. So, uh, yeah, and if you want to really dig deep into Prime, check that list on Letterboxd out, because it's a good one. It is.
1: It's a really good list. It is. Uh, Yes, that was yesterday, and, of course, finished off with an episode of Naked Attraction, of which you once again, and we talked about this, you know, the last time you were here, your exceptional game show... Not the first one,
2: the second one I was on fire, but like, the first one I couldn't, yeah. I don't know, it's because like the first, second one was a man choosing women, I don't know if I'm more, but normally I'm just like, whatever Across the board? I, yeah, yeah, but no, the first one maybe it was a bit rusty, yeah, no, but no, and then <laughs> yeah. but ultimately like all naked attractions, they don't get together because of geography, because like one's in Glasgow and the other's in London or stuff like that, yeah. I've never got like one's like two hour, although the last one was like, uh, the, the, the girl said like, oh it was... A the distance and the guy was like, "Oh, wouldn't I, I, I didn't mind travelling. Mm. Yeah, she burned him good time. Yeah, he deserved it though. Yeah, he deserved it.
1: And um, so then, yeah, we got we got to bed, and because we've got a busy day we've had today. Oh, have we? I yeah, think. beginning with taking podcast mascot Bodhi for a walk, of course. Yes, uh, and a poo because people like to be kept updated on our podcast mascot uh, <laughs> bowel action. <laughs> that could be a whole new format show in itself. It really could. Yeah, it? Um, Bodhi has a poo. Get ready for that section on the website. <laughs> <laughs> There's pictures of shit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we did that. And, of course, it's been... Uh, we've talked about these a few times on the show Monopoly events. And it's there for the love of horror this time. They do so many different types of shows. But this weekend, it's for the love of horror. The big Lost Boys reunion. Mm-hmm. Again, we've mentioned it in earlier shows. Uh, so it was going to be me, you, Tom... And Tina, that we were going to go, but Tina's not been very well, so she couldn't go unfortunately. So it was just me and you that went across to Manchester. And you hadn't been to uh, Monopoly events yet, had you? This was no
2: first time, but yeah, obviously, from you, heard many good things. Mm-hmm. Um, very curious because I, my uh, my obviously, I live down south, so it's just showmasters really, mm. um, well, the, the main one in London, um, and like. Monopoly events have seemed to come up out of nowhere very quickly and getting attracting these big guests, whether they're big-name movie stars or, you know, wrestlers, because they do wrestling ones too, but, like, really getting the big names and just very quickly establishing themselves. So, yeah, I was really, yeah, really interested to see how it was. And I think it was a very, very well-run convention for yeah. I saw.
1: Yeah, you were saying you were comparing it to a lot of the ones that you'd been to in London. And you were really impressed with the way that Monopoly, uh, you know, had organised everything.
2: Yeah, like, we were when we were in front of a stage, obviously we'll get to everything we did, but, like, just off to the side was one of the sets, and Alex Winter was there, and the queue for the photos, it was just, like, you know, it was quick, it was, like, boom, 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 but, like, he was chatting to them, you could see him, like, just make, you know, he was chatting, like, give, yeah. they were giving, still giving him time, but, you know, hey, how are you, photo, great, nice to meet you, you know, and then sometimes you're just, like, no, not even that, just, like, yeah. like, get a quick handshake, maybe, it depends on the person, like... But, yeah, no, everyone seemed, you know, they got through the queue really quick, really quickly, in mm-hmm. fact. And,
1: yeah, no. And Photographs already, really quick afterwards. Yeah. You're not hanging around for those. Everything's signposted really well.
2: And the um, person who we met, who we'll get to in another minute, um, <laughs> the person who, you know, taking the money and looking after them, who's a um, volunteer like, from Monopoly, was, like, fine. You yeah, know? Like, event yeah. staff
1: were good. Yeah, they were. Yeah,
2: like, um, I, uh, there's a lot of stuff with Showmasters, like, there. Volunteers are like, they don't, I don't think they get much in the way of training. Um, I know it wasn't the one I went to this year, but uh, Martin Sheen was at the London Film and Comic Con and he was out there. And people, it was like a West Wing White House set, and people were just coming up because the set was open. Um, and he was just like, Yeah, yeah, have a photo. And, and, and like the crew just started shouting at the, the, <laughs> the, the public, and it's just like, Look, just let Martin Sheen do a few, yeah. Like he won't want to stand there like where he's not getting photos taken. He'll get you know, he'll say, Okay, guys, thanks and then move on to where he's supposed to have photos taken. Yeah. and Just let him do it. I'm just shouting at people. Oh, so there's yeah. a lot of that like they just don't get trained, but everyone was pretty on it who I encountered crew wise. So Yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, I know one thing that you did like as well was because it was specifically a horror event. <laughs> when we went into the trading hall, uh, and all the different varieties of merch that was on sale, which was like an amazing selection of stuff. Not just the usual, you know, t shirts and the you know, pop final figures and all this kind of stuff. There was a load of, you know, handcrafted stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, new, unique pieces of artwork and everything. I know that was one thing you really enjoyed that it was so much horror stuff in one place. It was,
2: uh, yeah, it was a nice change for the, It's just like you don't see, obviously, if it's what you like, it's what you like, but not seeing Star Wars stuff and not seeing Game of Thrones stuff. And all that sort of thing everywhere. Um, obviously, there's the odd bits and pieces there, mm. but like nothing major. But yeah, it was just predominantly horror stuff for a horror convention. It was just like, oh, this is nice. Mm. And, you know, just like everyone was like, the, the people there, because I always get a bit like, oh, conventions. People. Fucking people. Conventions. I've Why seen, should they come
1: to a convention? Well, Damn not them.
2: I've seen some things, <laughs> like, and you're just like, you get a bit wary and like, oh, okay, you know the sort of person some of the sort of people yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but everyone was just like normal man and it was just like everyone was just not weird and yeah they were just horror fans are you know they're just a lot more just like down to earth and like a bit better socially oh no it sounds horrible (laughs) i really do i'm sorry but it was just it was a nice change just to be like at a chilled out you know you know just walking around and People were just... Yeah, and I think with,
1: especially in the UK as well, with the whole video nasties crap that we had to go through, you know, back in the 80s and everything, and horror fans and horror films got such a bad rap, and horror fans were made out to be, you know, if you watched horror movies, you were going to be a serial killer. You got no choice in that. And, you know, you were going to be some sort of sexual predator. And, you know, it was ridiculous. And then you go to an event like this, and it was it was really well attended because that was it we said as well when it's so good to see so many horror fans here
2: yeah like just looking around especially um when we were in front of a stage we just looked at and it's just a sea of people and they're all there for horror films yeah. and horror and i know a lot of them were like specifically lost spies but still it lost spies is a horror yeah. movie it still counts and yeah it was just felt it was just like really really good just to yeah. see like horror being so well represented and it's still a thing that everyone loves and Across yeah. all
1: ages, we saw, you <laughs> yeah. know, like little kids dressed up as Chucky. You know? Babies. Ba- babies, even, yeah. Uh, and, you know, there was so much, something to, say, to sound a bit of a, you know, a, a bit of a geeky, it's just so much love in the room.
2: Yeah, you know it mean? was just like, yeah, it was just a Everybody
1: different was vibe. there and really enjoying what yeah. they were doing. And then again, with this, you know, the establishment. Putting horror yeah. fans into a corner, saying you're weirdos, and yeah. you know,
2: and I don't killers. want to, I don't, I didn't mean to sound like you know, like people who are socially awkward, like with Eve, there's a lot of that as well, mm. and that does, I don't mean to say like people, people who are socially awkward shouldn't be allowed to do these things. Like oh the no, thing. no, 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 But you know, at the same time, it was, it was refreshing that everyone, no one was like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. god, I'm, playing, I'm just, I feel about, like I'm digging. So keep digging that hole, mate. Yeah. Keep that hole. But Hopefully was, someone will know what
1: I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we we did the whole uh, merch and we went back in there later and we, obviously we did buy some stuff. Yes. How Ooh. can you not go to a place like that and not buy No,
2: like I was saying anything. to you, like, um, on the way back, like, I've been to conventions where I've had a bonus from work or I've just saved up some money and I've got hundreds of pounds. I didn't have hundreds of pounds in this case. I had £100. <laughs> um, and... I've just come away and just been like, well, I could get that, but no. but this time I was like, no, I'm getting some yeah, shit. And yeah. I knew because you know it was just straight away just boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but we'll get into all of that.
1: Uh, chronological. Okay. Well, we did we we did see some Q and A sessions. There, yes. Uh, of which there's a lot throughout. You know, all the weekend. there's mm, yeah, lots of Q and As and everything going on. Uh, but to be clear, you know, and to be perfectly honest, there's only one reason that we. Really, really looking forward to going. Yeah. I well, mean, Lost, Lost Boys, you know, reunion is good. Obviously, it's really good. But a specific part of the Lost Boys, man. Yeah, 12 seconds of the Lost Boys, 12 in, the, in the words of a man himself. 12 seconds of sweaty muscle. <laughs> blowing baby in, oil. Baby oil blowing into a saxophone. Uh, yes, Tim Capello was there.
2: And what, and like again, on the drive back, it's like Monopoly events are getting like. Jean-Claude Van Damme and Mickey Rourke and they get these man like The Undertaker from Arresting wrestling mm. one huge names but they're not forgetting niche yeah really like Tim Capello who would have ever thought of like like yeah we'll do a Lost Boys reunion but like who would have even thought about getting Tim Capello like his important part and like an
1: iconic image from a Lost Boys he is but I, I mean for us him. he's we would for for us but I think that so many people would go who
0: yeah, and, and it, have, is,
1: it is it's like you said it's to to uh, Monopoly events credit that they're, they're not just going full on like you know A-list triple yeah, A-list they stars. can. They well they're looking can. like they can do now because they the people that they're attracting
2: but they're fans like the guy who was hosting it was just like he couldn't believe what was happening oh he was yeah. loving it yeah. yeah he was just like so yeah like I don't know like Showmasters I don't like obviously they go for a big like I said earlier Martin Sheen was there but like and I mean, like, at the summer Comic-Con in London, they had Reguero Diodato, which was cool, but it's all a bit of a, you know, oh, yeah, by the way, Reguero Diodato. Mm. And I don't know if that was just... It just seemed a bit of a... under-the-table announcement, just sort of mm. throwaway sort of thing. But, um, yeah, sometimes you're just like, well, I find they've sort of forgotten the niche, the niche stuff, like, the really, like, odd choices, but Monopoly events, tip. Tim
1: fucking Capello. Yeah, perfect balance that they've got, I think. Yeah, it really, really is. good. So you sat here now, Tom, and you have now seen Tim Capello play and sing I Still Believe. <laughs> live, with Pyro. Oh, the flame. Me, a <laughs> feet in front of you. Oh. Uh, reflect on that for a minute. How do you feel now? Oh, well, I'm still buzzed from it. It was <laughs>
2: just like you came out. Well, you come around the other way because you just... Um, they did um, uh, Lost Boys, like the group Lost Boys photo. Hmm. Well, I think most people who, um, are going to do that tomorrow because Keith Sutherland's there, yeah. there tomorrow, yeah. Um, and uh, so he came around from that with his with sax in hand and went around the back of the stage.
1: I ready. should we should mention as well. I don't want to pass this bit up. For one second, there was high excitement that we thought he was completely topless because you swore that you did see nipple
2: like he was there was a the sea of people a lot of them were sat down but they're like off to the right was where the lost boys reunion photos going i was just like i just saw a nip
1: i was just like oh Are you that... sure or was it wishful thinking oh well, maybe maybe but then
2: like when he became clearer he was wearing a vest yeah um but no he came round, and then he was introduced and then i became and blasted out a six and a half minute version came into the crowd yeah, just incredible, wasn't it? It was. It was absolutely and he amazing. he did the move. Oh, yeah. The, the, the thrust. Thrusty hips. Oh, he's still got sky. it. He's still got
1: those hips. He's certainly got those hips, mate. And they can still work, that's for sure. Uh, but it's, it's one of those moments when, you know, we've both seen, I'm sure loads of people listening to us, have seen Lost Boys like so many times. Yeah. And even though Tim Capello's only it for 12 seconds. He makes such an impact, and he's—he seems like such an integral part of that movie. Yeah,
2: like he's always like there's like always like if you Google, I'm sure if we Google image search Lost, Lost Boys, Boys. It, it wouldn't be too far from the top of the results. Be, it wouldn't be.
1: But, but um, and he, now we're sat here, and we've seen him live play it. Yeah. It's like, wow it's so.
2: Cool. I'm a, with a sax and the fire going up, and the image of him just like like it was right near the end of a video you took. I think I don't know if I how well I got it because I haven't watched it all the way through my one. Like the flames are up and he's right in front of them yeah. on the Sacks and it's just like this is happening. Yeah, man. Uh, it's just yeah. And the crowd all the way back, it was like we were. I can't remember who it was we were talking to later. And there's like the area where they have the panels and where this happened. And then behind that is like a sort of area where people go back and forth. And then there's the um, signing tables. Mm-hmm. And like the, someone was saying, like that area behind probably not all the way up to signing tables. Like, but everyone just stopped. We was watching, I was just like, yeah. yeah, like there was a sea of people, yeah, and
1: everybody absolutely loved it,
2: yeah, really. good. not believe, yeah, everyone was just like looking around, and everyone's masses, masses like looking like us, with just a huge, eating grins on our face, just yeah. couldn't believe what we were seeing.
1: <laughs> so then, uh, we made the very wise decision, mate, because we were thinking of meeting Tim to have a photograph and autograph and all that kind of stuff, yeah. uh, before. But then, as soon as he'd finished the performance, there was a quick Q&A with him. Once that had finished, a lot of people, well, the majority of the people stayed for the Q&A because it was Jason Patrick next yeah. doing a Q&A. Uh, but us being the geeky gits that we are, we thought, okay, oh, let's let's go to Tim Capello's table where he is. And there was only, I think there was like about six people in front of us when we got there. Yeah. Uh, and then Tim appears, obviously post-song sweat covered, uh, which... Which we've got on us, actually, because. Yeah,
2: it's part of, like, it seeped into my we, into my hands. We, we, we now. took it in it's turns.
1: Me. You you embraced him first, and I almost thought you were going to lick some of the sweat <laughs> off him. Yeah, it just absorbed into my arm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can play the sax now. That, is that how you learn to play saxophone? You just absorb <laughs> some of Tim Capello's sweat. Yeah, like, I'm going to try and clone him <laughs> from sweat.
2: Can you <laughs> yeah. clone someone from sweat? I'll try I'll try but um, what we were going to do you say we were lucky like we were going to go back to the trade hall and do the second circuit pick up the stuff we wanted to buy yes that's but then right I was right. just like wouldn't it might, might it, it might be because we actually got him to keep the Tim Capello beforehand and the queue just was long and didn't move and we'll get into bit. In yeah a Yeah. but um, yeah we went back and as you say there was only six people in front of us so that was a good call but yeah so we're in the queue and he comes back along and um, I'm up well he's talking to three people three of the six were all together Yeah. and he's talking to them like Six or seven minutes. It easily, mean? easily, yeah. And it wasn't like you know you're not looking at your watch. You're just like enjoying watching other people enjoy talking to him. One of those, and he just seemed so nice. And then, yeah, you know, I went for a, a, a autographed photo, a classic in in action sex yeah. shot. Yeah, um, there was a few good ones, uh, but I've, I've got to get the classic. It's got to be that one. Um, and um, yeah, he came around because there's like a, two like selfies. They they task for them, selfies, but like Dave took a photo for me. Because I was like, I don't want like a... You know, yeah, one of those you're holding the phone yourself. Because like sometimes yeah. my hands can get a bit like shaky. I don't know. It's much better somebody else yeah, taking the phone. Like sometimes you're a bit like that,
1: your nerves and stuff. Especially so. when you've got a sweaty Tim Capello stood next to you. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Anybody would be nervous and shaky.
2: So he says like, oh, like, okay, we're going to take two photos... But okay, cool. Just a normal one first. Just normal pose. So arm around him, like with a. The classic arm a, around. Sweat on it. His sweaty, his sweaty oh, he's, buff
1: shoulder. Oh, soaking into your yeah, t shirt.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to wash this. Never now. wash that t shirt, actually. Yeah, no. this is stained. <laughs> <laughs> so I did like the fist pump. So that was one normal photo, And then he was just like. Okay, throw up your metal horns. Yeah, and uh, like he crouches right into he my shoulder. So far, he into you. right into my shoulder, and I'm doing my metal horns, like making a ridiculous face. And there's a photo for that, and that photo is brilliant. Yeah, it follow is so follow good.
1: Tom's Instagram, which is Tom.
2: <laughs> yes, moment of blank. Tom D U K <laughs> T H O M D U K. There
1: you go. Follow follow Tom on Instagram, and you will see uh, the classic photograph. Yeah.
2: Um, then. Uh, yeah, then he came back around the table and signed a photo. I still believe, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just like I said to him how amazing that was. Like I knew I said to him I knew it was going to be good, but I can't get over how amazing that was. And he was so humble and f- sincere, and like like you could you could tell he was like legitimately like, oh wow, thank you, that really yeah. means
1: a lot. And you could tell, you know because after the gig you could see on his face after the song, couldn't you, how appreciative he was of everybody yeah. there, and you could see it in his face. And, you know, and what he said of, like, oh, it's so amazing. You yeah. know, Thank you for everybody yeah, for, no, for loving bit. it.
2: And for, like, you know, go to all these conventions. You can tell the people who were just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. No, he was legit such a nice guy. So uh, then uh, switched it around to you.
1: Yeah, and I did the same as you. I had uh, uh, two photographs with him and the same, you know, I got an arm around him uh, with my hand running up and down his sweaty bicep. Oh, Sweaty. Oh, dear. Uh, And uh, yeah, and then another sort of crazy horns metal. Well, you did a you did a flex off, didn't you? Oh yeah, he said that was it. Yeah, he said um, because he got this vest on, and you know he's still buff as hell. And he said, "Come on, get your guns out," and I was like.
0: Uh, guns and oh, might Robbie, Robbie raise a, blank. a small pistol maybe
1: <laughs> on a good day air pistol so yeah he uh, he insisted I rolled my sleeve up on my t-shirt and um, tried to show a gun with which you know maybe there's a was trigger was it the older? Uh, yeah push, pushing your, finger push up. your bicep up with your fingers <laughs> and hope nobody notices <laughs> uh, and uh, had that so I had a couple of photographs with him and then had the same photograph that you chose, because it's got to be the one Iconic. that you signed. So I asked him to sign it to, to me and Tina, because like I said, at the beginning of this, Tina was going to uh, be there with us. And he was saying, oh, it was Tina? So I was explaining who Tina was. And I was saying, you know, she's absolutely gutted not to be able to come, which she was, because mm. she so wanted to meet Tim Capella. And I told him this, you know, I said, oh, she's just like heartbroken that she can't meet you. You know, the one chance. And it, it, the first thing he did, he said, Right, get your phone out, put it onto video. And I was like, What? He said, Go and get your phone out, put it onto video. So, like that. And he said, Right, is it all ready? Is it okay? I said, Yeah. He said, Right, press record. So, press record. And then he made a lovely voice message for Tina, uh, which is on 60 Minutes yep. with Instagram uh, and some other photographs as well. So, uh, yeah, follow us if you're not already and have a look at that and have a look at the the video that he made, because it was, you know, I didn't ask him no, to No, you it.
2: weren't angling or anything. Not at all, you know. You're just, like, were talking in conversation that, like, he wanted to, you know, you are signing it to someone who wasn't there, he wanted to know why yeah. they weren't there, and you said, and he was just like, And he was like, him, he, he
1: was just such a lovely guy. One I of th- the nicest
2: guys of really, people yeah. I've ever met at one of these things. Yeah. And, like, I've, I'm glad I get to say that a lot. Yeah. Because there's always, like, you know, like, Glenn Morshower, he was probably the, one of the nicest, and um buff Bagwell, the wrestlers was written, oh like un- like surprisingly nice um but yeah it's always just such a treat when they're just like you you admire them or you see them on a big screen and they're just you know and then they're just lovely humble yeah.
1: appreciative and it was people. good because you said he would take as long as you wanted to talk to him yeah if we wanted not- to
2: have a chat like i should i was just like oh, i don't really know what else to say to him and robert beardsley if uh, that's a long time 80s picture house yeah uh follower and obviously here as well but um yeah, he mentioned Gunship, because obviously he did the song with, uh, uh, was it Dark All Day off the uh, Gunship album? And I was just like, oh, I should have asked him about that. Yeah. Because he would have been, I'm sure he'd love
1: to have spoken yeah. about it. But, um, Tina, Turner yeah, the Tina, the Tina, Tina Turner stuff. Yeah, he's Tina Turner's well, I, did, I did give him a card, as you saw, and said, please, if you get any time at all, just please come on the show and yeah, we'll, you know, Never we'll do know. an interview show. Never so know. fingers crossed, fingers crossed. But yeah. Huge, huge, big up to Tim Capello, and
2: absolutely that and the performance just worth the journey. you know, not yeah. just from yours, but like mine, all the way to, from Norwich, yeah, from via London, via Crew, via Church, back <laughs> up to Manchester. Oh yeah, So just so worth it.
1: Yeah, wonderful guy. Yeah, so if you ever get the chance to uh, see him play live or meet him, yeah, if you're you American listeners at... will probably have a better chance. Yeah. Cause yeah. this was—I don't know if this was the first time he'd ever been over I here. I don't know. What. I'm not sure. But, yeah, please, please jump at the chance of that because you will not be disappointed not at all. At all. Uh, so, yeah, what did we do then? We, um, we
0: I think we were just still team. in a bit of a froth for yeah, a while. Yeah,
2: froth. We were, like, in a in a haze. I should mention before we get to the trading hall bit again, we um also we did see a couple of prop builds. There was, well, I don't know if they were part of the convention or not, but they had a child's play little mm-hmm. mock-up thing which had this tall person in a Chucky e costume and mask and, like, a knife i think and like you had a chucky doll and you sat on the seat yeah Mm -hmm. and um i saw one which was i think was part of them yeah with a with a bike
1: and the yeah and the puppet and the torture contraption thing yeah
2: so they were pretty cool and you got a silent hill silent Hill nurses from silent hill yeah Yeah. i was just like i don't understand (laughs) my favorite bit was just a bed there
1: yeah just like
2: have a little nap
1: my favourite bit was when the guy that put me in the torture thing forgot that I was in it. Oh, I, yeah, I, you
2: just started having a chat with someone and you were still in it. I'd taken your photo, you gave me the thumbs up that you were done and I was just, oh, God, he's dead. And, and then, everyone just out. started laughing that you were...
1: And then I started shaking as though I was being electrocuted.
0: <laughs>
2: and then he sort of did a little slide faint thing and, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that uh, that popped everyone in me. Yeah. I yeah. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> was waiting... So, uh, no, but yeah, they were really cool. And free, like... Um, and free, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Showma And, like, and you, I know they were a bit blocked off because of the volume of people, but, you know, the Lost Boys and the House of a Thousand Corpses, like Captain Spalding deal and the Saw thing, they were all free to get photos in, yeah. but I think it was just an as-and-when there weren't yeah. anyone posing. But, like, again, like, comparing it with Showmasters, you want a photo in front of a Game of Thrones throne? Five or uh, ten. You want this mm-hmm. in front of this? Five or ten on... It's just like... <sighs>
1: yeah it just adds up whereas here it's just it's free yeah. and they're really good bills they're really good set of bills that they do as well yeah
2: so yeah really good stuff so um, yeah so we went back into the trade hall after that
1: we did indeed no no off tangent I never did get a cupcake you didn't get a cupcake you wanted a horror cupcake I was just like
2: they should have horror cupcakes and it's the first thing we saw and I was like I'll get them at the end I'll get them at the end like
1: Never got Never
2: got them, them now. still in a days. I think there was this days. Yeah. Um, so you were yeah. still
1: sniffing the sweat from your t shirt. <laughs> yeah. You do. I went to the loop for a while. I was just like, <laughs> I a baby with uh, Tim Capello's yeah, just sweat. Shoving shirt, just shoving it up <laughs> in
2: Um Yeah, so we got some stuff. Um, what was first? I uh, stumbled upon a, a store selling a few um, American and European Blu rays. I've mm-hmm. got Kroll, the um, American Blu ray of Kroll, the one with the VHS style sleeves. which have Been on my wish list. I yeah. just, like, sat there for a 10. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, good stuff there. They had like a German Tales from the Crypt complete box set for 40 quid. Mm-hmm. I was just like, slap my hand. No. Yeah. No. Uh, the Stranger Things um, season 2 VHS Blu ray set. Yeah. Three 40 as well. But like, these are reasonable prices for them. So, not like. The old days of a cinema store at the London Conventions when you want an import and it's like twenty five pounds for like for crawl thing. Yeah. Like if I wanted that crawl one off wow H D, it would be eight or nine quid delivered mm. and you have to wait two weeks. It's just like extra quid. Yeah. Pick it up, take it away. So yeah, that was really good. Um then there was some um, I'd seen it on my first go round just, but there was like I was after some pins for my jacket and there's some really good horror ones. Um there's some I've never
1: seen before. Oh, really good.
2: Elm Street, Halloween, oh, and some like not-so-obvious ones. And i got a Day of the Dead one, just with the, the like, Day of the Dead logo, just a little like rectangle one with a Day of the Dead logo. And a quite a large Pet Cemetery one, which was really cool. So, um, yeah, they were really good. And i got a couple of stickers and a, a patch of my sort of, But it was, it was a bit carried away. I was just like, ooh, hmm. yeah. Rooting through everything. Yeah, and no, I some really good stuff there. I don't have any of it on me, but, like, yeah. Uh, photos will be on the Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, um, I'll send Dave some um, photos so he can get, you um, can put the links up to whoever makes mm. them because I want to know as well because yeah. there's some really good pins. Um, yeah, and then we went to
1: things got a little hot, t- hot because yeah, much as like Tim Capella was the, for us the main draw of the guests and everything, there was a main draw f- we knew from the trader section. Yes. Um, oh my God, and I forgot the name. Dean of the Dead. Dean of the Dead. Hot chili sauces, uh, all horror film themed, and they are exceptional. Yeah.
2: I had some samples um, on my first go around. I just managed to get in to get some samples. I tried the two I ended up buying. and um, Obviously, they have a chili heat rating from mm. one to six. Obviously, one being the lowest, six being the highest. Um, and I tried the Nagamare on Elm Street, yeah. which was a free and it's in all fruit infused yeah, that, as well, which is a lovely balance. Yeah. And that was just like, oh yeah, that's nice. And like that's the one where you'll put on, like you'll use it to put on stuff. Like I'll use like on so anything. it's sorry. So the sauce it. goes
1: on to anything really.
2: Yeah, so I'll add it to that. And then they had number six, which was the exorcist, which was it was good. It wasn't yeah. that that wasn't that, that horrible heat. It was just very hot. And but the fruit flavoursome.
1: Yeah, yeah, really
2: nice. And that's like a little dippy one, I think.
1: Yeah, don't put too much of that on your food. Yeah. Whatever you do. Um, but again, the links will be on yeah. the podcast notes. But they're uh, really good their... prices
2: as well, like the pro- five quid a bowl. Yeah, of, and I think that's their, I think that's their
1: um, online prices as yeah.
2: well. Obviously, it'd be a bit of postage, but like, no, really, really good for what I've tried. Looking forward yeah. to like like some I like hot food, so hmm. uh, yeah. So
1: recommended, definitely recommended. Um, that was it, I think. Yeah, I didn't buy anything else. You did a little circuit more, and then and we come back and. Um tried not to talk about Tim Capello on the way back because yeah. we knew we were going to talk about him yeah, on the podcast.
2: Yeah, we it was funny. It we was just like, oh, we've got it's all we want to talk about. But yeah. then at the same time... We were
1: so excited, though, still, for like... Well, even now. Yeah. You uh, know, that, oh, my God, we've, we've seen him play, I still believe, and we've met him and and we've got bits of his sweat on us. <laughs> which I'm saying far too often. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, but it's true. It's true, he's a viewer. Yeah, so yeah. it was good. Again, once again... Uh, a really good monopoly events um event
2: yeah and i'm looking forward to be back in less than two months for for, for the love of sci-fi which i'll be uh, experiencing the photo shoot side of things because ray wise is going to be there and everyone who knows me who knows how much i love david lynch and twin peaks so ray wise leland palmer my god got to mm-hmm. get up, like a proper photo of him and i'm going to sign simon twin peaks box there bill dukes there if i've got any spare money I'll meet, I'll meet him yeah yeah i'm really looking forward to going back and just how well run it all was. Yeah. So. Well,
1: we always promote on our social media too. Everything that Monopoly events uh, do, you know, we always promote and try and get the word out of people who's, you know, which we like, you know, and want more people to enjoy. So, if you are uh, thinking about going to For the Love of Sci-Fi in December, let us know. We'll, you know meet you there. Yeah, cause we'll be there. We so, will. Yeah, looking forward it. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you won't be let down. So I think, um, well, definitely that the main two things to take away from this, on a positive and a negative. Positive is meet Tim Capello whenever you can. And a negative is never ever watch Bloodhog. <laughs> ever. Watch the watch the trailer and maybe maybe you might realise why we watch the film. Yeah, yeah. We just put ourselves through it just so you don't have to. Yeah. Is is that it? No, we think we said for our stuff section, it was just it was. Is there anything else
2: like just generally no. from other than the trip?
1: Nothing, nothing I can think of. No. What have I done in
2: the last? I can't think months? of
1: anything that would be remotely interesting. Well, or I don't
2: think I've been to, been done anything particularly exciting no. other than the usual Eve stuff, which don't need to talk about on here. So, so no, I'm going to go to um, next uh, episode. I'll report back from the fright fest. Oh yeah, gonna all at day. Fest. Yeah, we're yeah. doing. Um, me and Chris Howard are going to the well, technically post Halloween. It's on the second of November. Um, all day, Frightfest fest event, which is in two weeks today. In two weeks' today we'll be in okay. the cinema, uh, the big cinema world in Leicester Square, uh, watching one of six brand new horror films. So, um,
1: so any listeners that go in there can look out for you there too. Yes,
2: we'll be there. We'll be there. I'll be well there. <laughs> there, I can't say it again. I'll be there. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll be a that'll be a good day. Yeah, yeah, but I've i am sort of like I really want to try and do the whole kit and caboodle next year mm. but it's just like there's so much stuff and there's only so much money <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So, so uh, it's like we'll see. But I'm glad I'm doing the whole full day thing a little the little taster we had of of it last year and then when we saw a film after meeting Dario Argento this year, it was just like, Yeah, no, this was this yeah. is it's a lot of fun, even if the film's a crap. Okay, I'll we can always have a to... we always have a joke. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, thought...
1: yeah, we'll report back on yeah, how that went. Tell us all about it, yeah, definitely next time. Uh right, shall we move on then?
2: I guess so. Because
1: we have got the probably the highlight of the anything sixty minutes with has ever done. It's your first time watch pick and we will be back in just a few minutes. <laughs>
2: demon has come to enroll your children into the school of evil. Soon you will learn that the only thing worse than having your children disappear is when they
0: come back. Ah! Now, the only way to discipline your children is with a 12-gauge shotgun. No.
2: pick, the first time pick was, it was a tough one because like it's my first time pick it's October, so it's horror movie month mm-hmm. and I've got to find an 80s or 80s related horror film that Dave's not watched <laughs> and it's always going to be a bit tricky because you've watched way more than me and I've watched a lot mm-hmm. yeah. and so I was just like again, this letterboxed list so I went on the list and like went to genre horror and I started looking through and I made a fatal error the fatal error of looking at the first, like I was just like the first one. I was just like, oh, he might not have seen that. Like not looking any further in the list to see what else he might not, Dave might not have seen. And I asked Dave if he'd seen a film called Beware Children at Play from nineteen eighty nine, and Dave said, no. No. So I was like, well, that's it then. Um, it's a trauma release, unlike Blood Hook. This is just one they've distributed. There was no credit for Lloyd Kaufman and um, the other dude. Sorry, other dude. (laughs) Michael Hertz. Michael Hertz. I knew it was Michael something. uh, There was no credit for them, so they literally just distributed it. It was made in 1989, or released in 1989. And the synopsis on IMDb was, A mentally disturbed teenager kidnaps and brainwashes children into cannibalistic psychopaths, but not when the adults intervene. It's um, currently rocking a 4.0 out of 10 on IMDb based on 990 votes. And man, that's generous.
1: How the fuck has this got a 4.0?
2: So the film, like, <laughs> we're, like we're not doing this beat by beat. So, like, the film starts with your flashback scene where um, a boy and his dad are out camping. He gets caught in a bear trap. Um, the dad ma- yeah yeah uh, yeah the dad. Gets just to caught, be clear yeah the dad gets caught in a bear trap there's no help around it got days go past dad dies and then it turns the kid insane and now he's like mentally disturbed and he's a teenager and it immediately and my one of my biggest issues with this film is the dialogue and it's a problem with trauma films sometimes whether it's ones they distribute or make themselves and I find is the dialogue is like it's trying to be so smart Hmm. and it's trying to be so wordy and they're trying to get as much in there as possible and it's just rambling on and on and on and this is one of the worst examples of this I think I've ever heard or seen Um, it's just like why are you talking so much why are you (laughs) saying so much why are you saying stuff that could be, you know, why are you spending three minutes with this monologue for something that could have been said in three seconds? Yeah.
1: And it's stuff. It's not even stuff that, oh, they've got to say it because they couldn't afford to film it. It's stuff that, it's just mundane stuff sometimes, yeah, well, most like, of the time.
2: Well, yeah, like you've got the Bible salesman who, um, like, the, is it a family? Like, they stop, they stop. Yeah, it's a couple, isn't it? Mm. And they run into this Bible salesman on the road and he's not like, he's just like, he's not religious, but he's just selling Bibles to the Bible Belt because they'll buy anything. And he just goes on and on and on and it's just like, oh, why don't we just make this script as wordy and intelligent sounding as possible? I was just like, yeah, but this is a film called Beware Children at Play, whose poster involves a street sign with a woman being stabbed in the back by a kid. It's like, we're not here for soliloquies about like the gullibility of people down <laughs> south and if we are it's a throwaway comment mm. you know oh these idiots will buy anything something like that yeah. not oh yeah, um, from, a big speech from me off it's just like why are you talking so much why are you talking so much why is it like stop going on and on <laughs>
1: and, and going on and on is just what this film did basically it did it did go on and on I do want to take you back to the start though mate, with the dad and the son in the woods yes, and so the dad steps into this you know like your classic bear trap kind of thing and um, collapses and like, oh, I'm hurt I've got my ankle in the bear trap and his sons and his son what age would you say his son was about four or five no I'd put it like, I'd say seven or eight. Okay, I'm
2: not good with Go you. on.
1: Uh, yeah, seven or eight. i I'm it's, not. I'm, it's, it's a young child. It's not a teenager. You've got kids, I don't. I, not a, I'm not good with kids' ages or any ages. So um, It's a young child, anyway. 50. <laughs> and, uh, and so, of course, the dad then says to the son, Go back to the camp, get some food. Not go back to the camp and get some help or anything provisions like that.
2: Provisions is what he said. Provisions. There's provisions at the camp.
1: So then it cuts, like, to, I think it's the dad, you hear the dad saying, oh, it's, it's like, oh, it's three, we've been here three days or something like that, and they're surrounded by empty tins. Now, A, I thought, either that kid's done a lot of runs back and two to camp, or he's fucking strong, because those tins would have weighed a lot. You know, that's a strong kid. Well,
2: fundamentally, where they were camping wasn't that isolated, and three days, like, someone would have been along. Yeah. Just judging by, like, when we go forward in time, to where the film's set, there's just a lot of people about, like so it's just like, why was it so destitute and empty yeah.
1: then? And it's like Why? So they they have eaten all the provisions. In three now, days. In three days, greedy bastards. Knowing that, you know, no, you've got to make it last. But no, serves them right. They should have just, you know, eked out the food a little bit. So what is that, this, Grimfest? So the So the <laughs> so 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 the dad then go, Oh, I'm dying, I'm gonna die You need to live, son. You need to live. There's only one thing left. You're like, you know, eat. You can eat him. And he gives this lad's got this massive knife, right? The the look. Can you remember the look on the lad's face? He gets this knife and it's as though it's like all his Christmases have come at once. And the lad goes manic. He and then he like stabs it it's like dad. the moment he was waiting for and it's like this kid's killed before the way that he expertly plunges the knife into his dad's chest and then brings the knife down and then starts like chowing down, pulling stuff out and it's like really? in. he's gone from, oh he's a little kid, cute kid with his dad in the woods and now he's like this psycho killer cannibal <laughs> so that was a bit of a quick turn. Yeah, that was a really quick turn. Uh, but then, unfortunately, like you said, mate, it it then turns into this wordy bore fest of badly acted, badly directed, and again, we've seen badly directed and badly acted films and loved them. Yes. Uh, but unfortunately,
2: so, the word you used,
1: boar fest at the time. Boar fest, like. yeah. It's so boring. And it is. Um, because, and of course, the kid, the crazy kid who's got a taste for human flesh now, uh, it cuts to, I think, 17 years later or something like yeah. that. And uh, he's, he's now in charge of this gang of children in the woods who were all under his command and are bonkers. And it sets it up for a final five minutes. I think the whole film is set up purely because the filmmakers thought, wouldn't it be a great idea if we had a film where adults violently kill children? (laughs) I am sure it's that. But And then they've got to set it up. How can we do that? Oh, we've got to make the children really nasty bastards and cannibals and this, that and the other.
2: They've got to make it like by the end. You'd be so bored, rigid that you'll be—you won't even notice much to make any sort of
1: complaint about it. But even that final five minutes, where kids are getting slaughtered in all sorts of ways, it's so low budget.
2: It's so. The effects are terrible. There was like a—they were stabbed with like a, a, you know, a rake thing, Mm -hmm. and like you could see where the the two of the blades weren't there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it just stuff like that and like this wasn't a you know this wasn't an hd version of a film oh, was no, it yeah. like you know so it was you know it was vhs quality god maybe it, if
1: this ever got like a hd release it would oh my when
2: god. you're clocking stuff like that yeah on the vhs quality then like yeah if it ever got like and we, we live in a time where anything's getting 4k remastered mm. if that got a 4k remastered that would expose it even more yeah yeah it look it like we all like cheap horror films obviously it's our bread and butter but yeah this was just this was amateur
1: and then the why the director um Mick Cribbin made the decision that okay so all the kids have been slaughtered now i want to give a final shot of every child lying there dead with blood coming out of wherever they were killed and these kids one of them is clearly just filmed his death scene and he's knackered and he's breathing heavily And he's like, they're supposed to be dead. And you see the kid going, (laughs) and then another one moves his arm. And I think virtually every child that you see that's supposedly dead is like moving around. And you're going, why show? They didn't just leave it. It was bad enough seeing them die badly, you know, in the way of like, that was shit. But then to cut back to them, clearly just having a bit of, a, you know, lie down and pretend to be dead, kids.
0: <gasps>
1: oh, my! Oh, I've got a bit of cramp. I'm going to move my hand. <laughs> so what the fuck's going on?
2: And no, you know, the old Stuart Chapin thing. Good for picture, good for sound. Moving on. Moving
1: on, definitely. Yeah, Stuart nailed it once again. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's an hour 34. It's one of those, that seems.
2: <sighs> three hours, two and a half hours. Three it hours. didn't
1: take me long before... My phone came out, yeah, and I hate like, doing that. I hate, I, you know, you're, I'm of the opinion: watching a film, watch a film, give it all your attention. But there's some things, and this is like a prime example. It was just, oh my, I'm getting so bored.
2: Yeah, when it, when it was just for talking, it was for talking that did it. Mm-hmm. It was just like, why is there so much dialogue in this? And like honestly just think like, oh, you know you won't notice if you don't notice how bad the actors are, so they just talk and talk and talk, and they and you know like, oh yeah, aren't we smart, putting all this dialogue in and all this cultural you know t- topical you know like discussion about this and that, and like really talking about things hmm. we don't want to see that, we don't no. want to hear that no. shut up, no, shut up, film, <laughs> so yeah, um, so generally, I'm a bit like this isn't. I'm having a bit of a bad run with first time picks. Mm. And um I need to like obviously it's a rewatch pick for next time and I'm already my pick will be Gold. It is solid. <laughs> I've got to make sure but the next I I don't know when my ne- my rewatch pick will be uh will be back here for your rewatch pick? Yeah, will be yeah, yeah. will be right back here again yeah, for yeah. A, a recording of the show for a rewatch pick and I've got to Yeah. I want to be back here in two months. And I want to be like, yeah, I'm proud of that. Uh, yeah. and I'm glad I picked that, and not yeah. like another one that was shocking. So maybe, maybe I need to step away from Prime, or maybe I need to look closer.
1: Maybe there's, not it's just a, a listener fa- suggestion. Maybe if there's any suggestions out there that could be thrown at us.
2: Yeah, but uh, we've seen a lot. We've seen a lot. But yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll go away, and I'll and I'll try and do better yeah. because this was not it. This was this, not the
1: one. No. So yeah. It,
0: is it worth a rewatch?
1: I think we've absolutely not. <laughs> it's absolutely. not worth a first-time yeah. watch. It's, it?
2: it's only, like obviously it's up to you whether you watch it or not. But if you haven't got it on your Amazon wash wash list, wash list, yeah, wash <laughs> oh, I it. need a wash after watching it. If you need, if it's on your watch list,
1: you know you don't prioritise it. No, put it down the list. No. Shall we move on then to my rewatch pick?
2: Yeah. To be fair, I think we talked about that.
1: Considerably longer than I thought it would be. I thought that would be two minutes, mate, so yeah, we've done well. Or were we too wordy? Were we just uh, too wordy ourselves? (sighs) Damn it, hoisted by our own petard. Oh my god, I'm gonna think of long words for this next section now.
0: I have a petition here signed by 743 people against Norman Bates' release. Madam, please sit down. This matter is being represented by the district attorney. Norman was not convicted of murder. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity.
1: Don't you realize they're going to release a
0: homicidal maniac? Madam, you sit down, Mrs. Loomis. It's all too obvious. Our courts protect the criminals, not their victims.
1: Norman Bates is judged, restored to sanity, and is ordered released forthwith. It's 22 years later, and Norman Bates
0: is coming home. I own a motel, not too far from here. And you'd be welcome to spend the night in one of the empty rooms if you'd like. Good night, Mary. And he's back in business. Who is this? My mother is dead. I'm telling you, there was a note on that wheel For my dead mother. Norman, it couldn't be your mother. It had to be someone else. But trust her. She wouldn't ever do anything to hurt me. No. She'll kill you. I know she will. No, I, I won't do that. You can't make me. Kill her.
1: 22 years later, Norman Bates is home. Psycho 2.
0: It's starting again.
1: Rewatch pick is the film that uh, we watched together just last night. Yes. Uh, previously, you'd watched it about a year before? Yep, last August. Yeah, I hadn't seen it 20 odd years, definitely. Couldn't remember a damn thing about it, which is why I picked it. Psycho 2 from 1983. Uh, it's currently a 6.5 on IMDb from 21,754 oh, ratings. You're pretty solid. That's really solid, mate. Uh, the synopsis is after 22 years of psychiatric care, Norman Bates attempts to return to a life of solitude, but the spectres of his crimes and his mother continue to haunt him. Uh, yeah, like I said, I couldn't remember think about it. I think everybody's familiar with Psycho, the yeah. original, Alfred Hitchcock uh, original. Uh, this begins with probably the most famous scene from Psycho. You a did?
2: risky, like I said, like from me off, that's risky. Like, yeah, if you want your st- film to stand up, like having the most famous scene, one and one of the most famous films in, scenes in movie history. Yeah, and start your start film. your film with it. Yeah, it's a, that's Paul's mate. That's yeah, ball, like, you know you've got to like all right, we, we, now we're going to go and top this.
1: Yeah, and so it continues. Obviously, the story of Norman Bates, Anthony Perkins, uh, and he's been in psychiatric care. He gets let out of there, uh, much to the chagrin of people related to people that he's killed mm. in, in the past. Uh, and he gets put back in the psycho house, you know, the famous house yeah, on the hill. To go. Yeah, uh, where the motel is being run by a bit of a douchebag yeah. who's turned it virtually into like, like a sex motel. Yeah, isn't it?
2: Yeah, just yeah, you know, like for prostitution yeah. and all that. And Renting drugs. rooms by the hour, and so all people this kind can have uh, a load of coke and like yeah, have sex with a prostitute. Yeah, and
1: then yeah, and then on to the next person, hopefully changing changing the sheets. Uh so Norman gets a job at um a calf. Calf yeah. What is what is it in in America? It's it's where the diner. A diner, of course. How could I forget that word? A diner. A calf. A calf over here. Yeah. And uh it's there that he meets Mary, played by Meg Tilly. I completely I didn't know she was in it, I'd forgotten mm. that Meg Tilly was in it. Then she appeared and I went, Holy shit, that's like Meg Tilly, a very young Meg Tilly, expecting her part I only thought she'd be just, you know, a small part. Mm. She's like, it's him and her. It's like, you know, a double-hander, more or less. It's between those two. They're by far the two main characters. That took me completely by surprise. (laughs) Uh, But unbeknownst to Norman, Mary uh, and her mother, um, Lila Lila Loomis. Obviously from Um, the original, Vera Miles from the original comes back for as well. They're in cahoots to try and get
2: yeah now this is what I really like about this film this film's writing is so smart mm. and so good like it's just like I love the fact that basically he's kind of alright he's come out like Robert Lozier's got his doctor yeah he's released him from care he's back in his home and he's trying to readjust new job but like they t- in their attempts to get him locked back up again they turn him they turn him again, basically. They do turn him again. Like, he, was pro- he might have been okay. But it's because they won't leave him alone, it's their ultimate undoing, which I thought was so smart. Like, it's like he was not the bad guy. Yeah. He's not the bad guy in the piece, they are. And I just thought, fuck.
1: And you saying then, he might have been okay. Because right at the beginning, so this Mary, Meg Till's character... I at a bust up with her boyfriend, yeah, so Norman Bates invites her to come and stay at the house, and the first thing he does now you see him, it's set it all up that the poison that he used on his mother is still in the cupboard yeah. in the tin, and he makes her a sandwich, and he's, you see him with the tin, and then you it's never made clear if he poisons the sandwich or not. Mm. Even now, I'm still. Did he? Or yeah, did no one ever. Because. Yeah, the sandwich didn't get eaten, did it? Nobody eats the sandwich. Meg Tilly goes, Oh, do you want to share it with me? And he goes, No, no, I'm not hungry. I've lost my appetite. You have it. Go on, you eat it. But she, she doesn't.
2: Yeah, you don't know whether he's like. You just don't know whether he's. You don't. And like, it's, obviously, he's still haunted by it. But like the fact, you know, he's getting like notes and there's phone calls which are from Lila Loomis.
1: And that in itself, with the notes that appear that he thinks is from his mother. Yeah. There's a number of characters that you think who could be from. Even going to the guy, you know, the douchebag that was running the motel. Yeah. Because, you know, Norman Bates fires him, so there's bad blood there. You think, is it him that's trying to get his own back, you know, because he's pissed off at being fired, doesn't like him? Or it's it's very twisty-turny and makes you think about, and then sometimes it leaves you hanging like it did with me with the sandwich. Is it poison or is, is it not? But yeah, like you said, the writing of it is is really good.
2: Yeah, ultimately, like whether Norman Bates would go air quote psycho again, we won't, wouldn't, we'll never know. Hmm. But he's, you know, like through no fault of his own, in this instance, he's turned back psycho. Yeah. By the people who just want him locked up again, you know, it's like it just blows up in their face. Yeah. it's like, what you know, you're prodding, and what do you think's going to yeah. happen? He like. could
1: have just led a normal life,
2: uh, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't he? And I just thought that was so good. And it's just like, what on earth can you do to top Psycho? Yeah. Like the, I, the reason I hadn't watched this film since last year
1: was because it's like Psycho two. Like, what's the point? Mm. It's Psycho. when you think of a classic movie and then there's a sequel, and, you, and I think the first thing you would think is why? It's you know, yeah, like
2: twenty odd years later. Yeah. And then you watch it, and it's like
1: shit. This is really
2: well written, yeah. and not a lot of people like. Well, obviously, a lot of people, I've seen it, but like, it's so, like
1: more people should see this film. More people should. This, I'm sure, maybe even people listening to this, maybe not even know that this Psycho. And this isn't the only sequel. No, there's well. two more. There's two more after this.
2: I think I saw the third one, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not quite as good. But
1: and um, I was taken as well with this. There's not a lot of gore in it, because we're now into the 80s. Yeah. So you're expecting some of it. It's used sparingly, but it's used very effectively. Yeah, when there is, it's shocking. It is shocking. It is very shocking. And it's it's not out of character. It's not out of place. It's used... The gore parts of it are used really well. Yeah. Whereas they could have gone, it being the 80s, and they could have gone so over the top, and they could have thought, right, the way that we can beat Psycho is... Psycho didn't have all gore. Even down to the shower scene. You know, you never see the knife go in, you know. It's
2: yeah
1: and I'm so glad that they took that decision to hang the entire movie on on the story, you know, on the narrative yeah. that plays out and the strength mm. of the characters and then just throw in this little bit of, you know, blood that happens now and again. Yeah. And it works it works really well. It does work really well. Uh, I think everybody plays the part brilliantly. I think, you know, Anthony Perkins return as Norman Bates you can see it in his face from when he comes out and he's, you know, he's normal, but then he gets that sort of lock in his eyes yeah, when he's like, going a bit sideways. There's even
2: scenes where he's not really doing a lot and other people are talking, but you could just, you're just watching him and he's just like, just what he's doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's, yeah, yeah, it's it was all, unfortunately the role he was born to play almost. Yeah, I mean?
1: it was, yeah. And again, I'd be so interested to, to hear from, you know, people, people that watched it, but people that, didn't know exists because I've talked to so many people and they went, "Psycho 2? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's more, and it's yeah. I think it does get a bum rap, probably from people that haven't seen it just for the very fact that it exists yeah. and how dare there be a sequel to Alfred Hitchcock's you know mm. classic.
2: But yeah, it's like it's one of those films that like this is uh, this is probably the ultimate example of like this film has no business being this good.
1: Yeah, it is. And I was trying to think, you know, what can I sort of pick, pick about it you know, and try and find fault with? And the only thing watching it that didn't really get on my nerves but was noticeable was the amount of sky replacement in it. They replaced the sky so many times with this brooding, dark, yeah. cloudy sky. And you can tell it's so obviously, like sky replacement. Apart from that, though, I was, it, I was engrossed with it. Yeah. I thought it was really, really good.
2: Yeah, I remember like watching it. It's really good watching it a second time though, because you know the twist that um, mm. that uh Mary is Lila Loomis's daughter. Obviously it's about halfway through. But then watching it and watching all the things that are happening to Norman and like how Mary sort of gets close to him but, but not like she isn't like yeah, yeah, I'll stay with you. She's like says no quite a lot yeah. before she's like okay, like my friend bailed and stuff like that. Watching it the second time, knowing she's her daughter, and it's setting him up. Yeah, that's it's really good yeah. watching it. That and obviously you haven't seen it for you know you well, wouldn't yeah, even it was, remembered for twists. No, so.
1: no, it was it was like virtually like a first time watch for me. So I'm looking forward to watching it again now, knowing the way that yeah. every all these twists and turns how they happen sort of checking... And it
2: works, yeah. Yeah, yeah. making
1: sure that they don't sort of trip over themselves with the script or anything. Because they haven't even got to the the one at the end yet. Oh, yeah. I mean, the way that it finishes does... I mean, it does set up a third. I mean, whether they were thinking that at the time, because he's definitely turned now. He has definitely gone psycho by the end of the film. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's quite quite a shocking scene in itself when his real mum appears because Mrs Bates from the first movie... Is not his biological mother. No, no, no. No. It's. Um, he was adopted um, by. Uh, oh, go on, help me out. By. Spool. 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 Emma Spool. This is Emma Spool. Uh,
2: who, it, was she working at the coffee. The, 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 cafe, the, the diner? She was the old lady at the diner, wasn't she? I think so, yeah. Which is so. obviously the note. And how the yeah. note vanished and, and stuff how, like yeah. that. It's like, of course, yeah, yeah, but yeah, she comes round, and
1: uh... and there's a big explanation of why like Norman was adopted and how she's his real mum and the connections there. And yeah, he, let's just say he loses it just in case we have got listeners hooked on wanting to watch it. Yeah, and yeah, I, and it sort have... of
2: brings us round. Yeah, well, can...
1: there are spoilers in in these, mm. but um. I think it's a really good finish to it, you know, good ending to it. Yeah. and you know, they thought, well, if this does well, maybe we can get a third out of it, and they did, and they did, yeah, And they did. Uh, so it's it's made me want because I've forgotten three and I've forgotten four, so yeah. I do I do want to watch those now as well. Uh, we should say how we watched it, especially for people in the UK, uh, because I did I did think I'd got it on DVD, and the two <laughs> DVDs I came upstairs and I checked and I got Psycho, the Hitchcock one, and the other one I got was the. Remake the shot by shot, the shot That's by shot, shot remake, and it was like, fuck it, Why have I got that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, so, we, there was it wasn't available on Netflix, it wasn't available on Amazon, although it is via their is it Universal Warner Showcase, yeah, Universal
2: Studio Classics yeah. channel on Prime. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you video. can rent it via Prime for about £3.50 or you can have a week's free trial on yeah. Universal Classics. Um, and you told me exactly, you said. Didn't you, Tom, just click yeah, uh, have the week's free trial, and then as soon as I clicked on it, I went into my Amazon account, cancelled it, so I didn't get billed after a week. And so we got seven days free of yeah. that, so we watched it for free.
2: Yeah. There's also a good Arrow uh, Blu-ray of it as well, which I've got, mm-hmm. which I, I would have watched as with me. if I'd <laughs> Yeah, some really good extras about that. I think you know, if I'm right, there's like a round table thing mm-hmm. about it. I'll will like, pick that up now. I will yeah, pick that up. Yeah, that was like... Six quid and CEX when I got it, so oh, that was, yeah, that was last year. So I might have even dropped even more. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, really recommended that, and yeah, the film, great stuff, like mm. yeah, really good.
1: Mm. So I think again we've answered a sell, so worth a rewatch. Definitely, yeah. I'm going to watch it again in the future. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Now we go on to pressure time, mate. Next episode's picks. It's uh, it's my turn. Yes. For the first time, and so we were sat together, weren't we, for a change. And we were picking, so we're going through what you know we had and hadn't watched. And this, this is one that's on Amazon Prime. It is, isn't it? It is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, you went
2: to Netflix first, and then yeah. So might have made a
1: mistake the way that our Amazon Prime picks have been so far. But what the hell, we'll go for it. Uh, From 1982, Forbidden World is my first time watch pick.
2: Yeah. Um, Fingers crossed, man. It's an hour and seventeen minutes. That, yeah,
1: that was one of the plus things. It's, that doesn't
2: mean anything though. If it's a boring film,
1: seventy-seven
2: minutes, then it's a long seventy-seven minutes. Yeah, so, uh, but we'll yeah, see. we'll see what happens. Yeah,
1: and screenplay by Jim Wynorski,
2: yeah, former guest of Eighties house.
1: Yeah, of course. Which will be uh, released as a remastered interview on here at some mm-hmm. point. Excellent. So it was over to you, and you were feeling the pressure after.
2: Like I, I feel like I haven't had a good run, especially with first-time picks. But obviously, it wasn't my first-time pick. It was a rewatch pick, so. I was like, I'm gonna, need a, I'm gonna need the big guns here, and like <laughs> as we were scrolling through Prime and as we were scrolling through Netflix, there was Roadhouse on Netflix, so it's Roadhouse. There you go. It's some um, like it's, it's good. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's Pat and Sam, and it's yeah. I need, I, as I say, I need to go away and think about what I've done yeah. with a rewatches and like make sure it's a solid one. Yeah. But yeah,
1: as as a short term apology, a quick fix. Roadhouse. For shit movies lately, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. At least we're all going to enjoy that one. Yes. It's been... When was the last time that you watched it?
2: Two or three years, maybe longer. Yeah. It's never that long before I watch Roadhouse.
1: Yeah, it's going to be five plus for me.
2: I need the Blu-ray of it. Obviously, it's gonna. It's probably HD on Netflix, which we'll do for now, but yeah. I need the Blu-ray. Of
1: yeah. It. Well, there we go. We can't do any worse than no. some of the stuff that we've watched. No. Um, well, well, actually, we forgot that. to say, just as a bit of an add-on to our... Um, Oh, thingy wind, demon wind, thingy wind. <laughs> the the print of it that was that's available on Amazon Prime in the UK. is amazing. Yeah, it's vinegar syndrome who released that's that on Blu-ray. So
2: yeah, no, no, yeah, crystal, really, really nice HD. Yeah, yeah, it looked really good.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, right, finish off usual stuff. Website sixty minuteswithcouk dot co dot uk. Contact us form on there. Uh, email us direct. Contact at sixty minutes dot uk uh world tour page on there we've added australia we've added uh spain we've added thailand we've got more in america join in on that uh twitter instagram 60 minutes with reddit community 60 minutes with podcast loads of ways to get in touch with us uh lots of different reasons to follow everything competitions stuff online media blah blah how about that
2: i thought of you flexing with tim Capelli.
1: Yeah, yeah, go to Instagram to see our amazing, to see my my pistols, not my guns, and to see Tom's awesome pose with Dave Cavallo, and much more. So
2: much more. I mean,
1: come on, if that doesn't sell Instagram accounts, I do not know, you know, don't bother with Instagram. (laughs) <laughs> uh, right, so we're going to go downstairs now we're going to watch a film we uh, are before you, unfortunately you have to go back home tomorrow uh, but we will be back together in the flesh yeah. uh, in, in less than two months
2: yeah, but episode after next we'll be just a regular yeah. episode next month and then we'll be back talking about whatever films we pick and for the love of sci-fi what
1: happens for the love of sci-fi so that'll be uh, that'll yeah. be one
2: less mm. than two months I was saying earlier it's like the shortest in all the visits Probably the shortest time between visits. It is because it's not even two months. It's like the first full weekend in December, and we're mm. like, like it's the twenty first of October on Monday. So yeah, like yeah. six, seven weeks. D how. Yeah. So
1: geez. just just remember not to wash your t shirt though, No, I won't. I oh, won't. This, this is Tim's shirt now. It's Tim's shirt.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'd love to, to see him put it on. It'll be too small for him, and it will be. oh
1: Oh, his, his pecs, It's pecs!
2: It tear busting. it! It would tear it. One, one flex.
1: Or oh, it'd be like alien, just. Or, oh, but instead of an <laughs> alien busting out, it'll be his his, his firm pecs and <laughs> beads of sweat. But this is probably the sw- the most sweatiest talk that podcast that we've got Getting had. sweaty, just doing. Oh, I don't know, we're going to have to stop now. I need a fan on me. Yeah, I'm going to go get a cold shower. Yeah. Okay. I'll join you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time. Uh, it's me saying goodbye. It is also me saying goodbye. Right. Goodbye.
0: I don't mind, i I can't see, open these waves, they don't cover me, I'm
1: turned and tossed upon the waves, when the darkness
0: comes, I feel the grave, come on, but I still believe, I still believe. Yes, I still leave, do you do your shame.